Hello, everyone, and welcome to this members exclusive intermezzo. We're back on this regular content rhythm. Of course, as always, we have a preview to give everybody an idea. And if you'd like to hear this and all the other intermezzo episodes, go to patreon.com slash fundamental process to become a member. Get that and more. So today we have Natalie Nolan, registered architect from the UK, a colleague and a good friend of mine. Hello, Natalie. Hello. Hi. So today I'd like to get your thoughts on the latest episode and uh the Newtonian Cenotaph by Boulet. Uh, if anyone here hasn't listened to that episode, I'd encourage that you listen to it. This is a conversation about it, about this uh, 18th century architect who made this, uh, some people would say unbuildable, it was never meant to be built, a plan, a kind of pedagogical tool, uh, which has a lot of really fascinating implications. So Natalie, what, what was your thought uh, about this, about the podcast episode and the Cenotaph itself? I think it was a really, really good exploration into uh, time, measurement, and atmosphere uh, in a sphere. And I think your approach to looking at science, merging science with architecture, was a really, really important um, aspect to this. Yeah, it's interesting that you bring up time because I I really, really do think that part of Boulet's brilliance was he he was meaning he was meaning this as a teaching device as a pedagogical tool and it seems it certainly seems like one of the things he wanted to get architects thinking about was beyond three dimensions Mm -hmm. he's limiting it to two dimensions to represent a three-dimensional a three-dimensional object but saying hey think about four dimensions think about that things exist in time even the fact that it's a memorial itself referencing great people of the past. Yes, absolutely. I, I think uh, in architecture schools currently we don't explore um, other dimensions. We really don't, we really do just look at the 2D conventional style of of drawing. Uh, this area, the four-dimensional space, hasn't been explored fully in architectural education. And I think Boulet was onto something. But for somehow it didn't really merge into anything. It just became a lost form of narrative or talking about science and architecture, which I think is a shame. Yeah, it does. In one fact, throughout my extensive contact with academia, I remember this getting discussed quite a bit. You know, it's it's required reading to go over this for most people in graduate school. And I remember people talking about it, but they really never got to the substance of the thing itself. They just kind of put it up there and say, wow, look at that. Um, and talk about how this was a precursor to neoclassicism or something like that. Uh, do, do you remember what was ever said about it during uh, during your training? If the, at all? Well, the closest, the closest conceptual um, ideas relating to space which were different from the 2D, 3D elements or 1D elements were deconstructivism. So you had this kind of big hole in between 3D thinking and then deconstructivist thinking, which for some reason they understood because that was about chaos, not about time. So, uh, and ideas of, of perspective and uh, perspective and plane being slightly um, askew. 
Ah, so they, they were very much, your, the people in your schooling, it was very much about uh, disruption and complication and dissonance. As a design, as a design tool, yes. Okay. So they didn't, d did anyone mention the cenotaph specifically? Uh, did, was that brought up as a topic at all? Absolutely not, no. I mean, that would be seen in a realm of history of architecture. It's not actually real architecture. Interesting. Okay, so they weren't even they weren't even touching upon it. Well, that, that that's very much a shame. But uh, it, honestly, it isn't all that different from uh, what I was encountering, which is that people would just just look at it and not say much about it. But I think that the architecture went through such an upheaval. If you if you contextualize this, that Boulet was making this not long before the French Revolution. And he, I, I believe he died, didn't he die right before, we can look this up, but I think he survived for the revolution, but died of old age before the terror hit. Oh, wow. Okay. So he was really working in time of transitions. Exactly. He was working in a huge time of transition, and there was a lot of academic discontinuity. And so whatever type of thing that he was working on was, was probably completely trash canned because it would was considered you know not part of the not part of le peuple it, it wasn't the architecture of the people well i mean that's what makes it so interesting is that now you know uh, we are revisiting the meaning of space perhaps he was so far forward in his thinking that they really couldn't comprehend his drawings well, I think that's almost certainly true. You have very, very advanced ideas about space here that he wants to, in his writing about it, and we're very lucky that this is not just a mute text, that we actually have his writings about it, um, is that he said that he wanted to express the Newtonian ideas of space, but then to go beyond them. Yes, I, I think this idea of, of containing space into the sphere is a very interesting one. That what's really interesting is the geometry of Boulet's architecture of the sphere um, in mathematical terms, in um, spiritual terms, and in terms of, you could say, uh, universal time. Um, he, he was going well, well beyond ideas of representation they're almost on the surface really but the fact that he represented it in such a way that you know we we can actually decode it and i think you've done some of that yeah so thank you i mean i think that the whole idea of geometric forms as symbols of space as ways of having space here coincide with some very interesting philosophy that I have been focused on for some years uh, that I think are incredibly productive when you get into it because it helps you see where your own ideas at a very fundamental level are coming from. And it lets you see uh, the, the shape of your own thoughts almost literally that when Oswald Spengler was writing uh, The Decline of the West, he was talking about how civilizations rise, develop, and decline. And each, each huge world system, world system being something bigger than civilizations, had their own what he called prime symbol. 
and that at the beginning of a world system, what he called the spatialization of death, the way that the culture expresses its funerary monuments, creates an expression of a fundamental symbol of form that shows how they understand mathematics, that informs how they understand art, that is central to all philosophical and technological development within this world system. For example, for the Greeks, he says that the sense of... If you'd like to hear this and all the other Intermezzo episodes, go to patreon.com slash fundamental process.